Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Manxiety Podcast. We're your hosts, Ashad and Matt. Before we get started, if you're enjoying the show, please subscribe so you can get notified of new episodes. If you want to share this with your friends, you can find us on all podcasting platforms, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. This week, we're going to be talking about material fears. Now, I know a lot of people are scared of ghosts and are scared of things that are immaterial, but we want to take some time to uh, talk about the fears that are material, that are, you know, physically there, something is physically, uh, something physically happens, right, to you or to someone you know, um, or you go to somewhere physical and sort of the irrational fear associated with that, that, that creates the anxiety inside you. Um, no, a good example of this is, uh, even though it's not, I guess, quote unquote, like actually a physical place, but like when I had anxiety about going to like weddings or gatherings or like, you know, places where there were a lot of people, um, and I wasn't afraid of the people, right? It wasn't, my, my anxiety wasn't because there were a lot of people there. It was just, uh, going to an event of, uh, I guess that magnitude was what caused, what was causing me anxiety. And, you know, it wasn't rational, obviously. I'd been to, you know, parties before. I've been to parties after. Um, there was nothing to actually fear there, right? I wasn't, you know, walking into a, uh, I don't know, place with people full of machetes and guns and, you know, all kinds of crazy stuff that I should, you know, fear for my life for. Uh, but I was still, you know, I still had anxiety. I still had this irrational fear of going to these places. And it took time to actually figure out what it was, to find out what, you know, what was actually causing me my anxiety uh, until I was able to slowly, you know, re, um, reintroduce going to those places into my life. And, you know, now I go without real, any real issues. Uh, and I feel like it happens a lot, right? Whether, you know, maybe uh, you... Uh, as an old person, maybe you fall, right? And you realize, uh, you know, you fall as you were trying to maybe get into or out of bed. And then you start associating your fall with maybe the bed itself, right? And so you shun the bed and, you know, th it's a physical thing that you're sort of associating with this anxiety that you're feeling, uh, especially if you feel helpless and maybe there's no one around to help you. Um, but you, you sort of, you want to blame something and you blame this physical thing, um, to, in, in a way to sort of make you feel better, right? To make you feel like, Hey, it's not, you know, I'm not the problem. And I use problem loosely because anxiety isn't, you know, well, I guess it is kind of a problem, but you know, it's not, it's like you're taking the blame away from you and the own, uh, ownership away from you and you're placing it on something, uh, and then you just say, as long as I don't go, you know, try to get on that bed or get off the bed, as long as I don't go um, to that chair or as long as I don't go to, you know, a, a wedding or another event, I'll be fine. I won't have anxiety because those are the things that are causing me the anxiety. Um, but but it's bad because that's not the real problem, right? You're, you're, you're creating a problem that's not the real problem. So you're not ever able to find a solution at least the real solution to what you're experiencing because you've created this artificial problem now and which doesn't have a solution. You know, you can throw away the bed, you can do whatever you want to, you can go and get a new bed. And chances are, if you ever fall again, 
you're going to blame the bed again. Or if you don't fall, you're probably just going to think, hey, like I, you know, I just don't like beds no more. So I'm going to start, you know, sleeping, uh, standing up or whatever. I don't know. Whatever you want. But um, yeah, it's a, you know, I feel like there's a lot of people that, that experience varying levels of anxiety and, uh, you know, there's a lot of different sort of material things that they blame it on. This is usually when Matt jumps in and says something, but... No, no, no. This is usually when you ask for a definition or, or something else, right? There's always a segue, man. This time, I was just going to let you go. I, I was... I think we broke the oh, world Matt, record. The, we, we I mean, Mr. Mr. Quote Man, can you, get, can you give us a quote for Material Fears? Oh, shit. Um, no, I don't have a quote right now. Uh, <laughs> but I, I do have a funny situation that happened to me a few days ago. Speaking of fears and deeper fears and finding the root cause and all this stuff. I, I was taking. <laughs> that was out. hilarious, man. That was very funny. Oh, that wasn't the situation. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> totally missed the cue there. I I think you're real glad this is remote right now. <laughs> it's okay. A little bit, uh, a little bit. So I was walking to take out the trash. So I had to take the trash from outside on the street into the side gate, right? And as I'm taking the trash back, I ran into a spider web that was between the tree that sits near the gate. And I used to be terrified of spiders when I was a kid. But one thing that does terrify me is getting caught in their webs, which is part of that situation. And I've had nightmares about this where like I'm running somewhere and I just get caught by like a giant web and I can't run. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh my God, a spider's going to kill me, whatever, right? So I get this fucking web in my face. Hold on, um, hold on. When you were a kid, did you watch Lord of the Rings? No, 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 no. I, I avoided. Oh, okay. I was like, maybe your fear came from that. Well, I'll, I'll get to where the fear comes comes from in a second. But I'm like walking into it, gets in my face. It's all on me. You know, when you feel like it, it just feels it's like sli- slimy. You feel like the spiders on you. Yeah. Right, right, right. So I'm like freaking out, patting my my body down, all this stuff. I I probably woke up the neighbors or something. I mean, it was middle of the day, but who knows, right? Maybe I'm taking a nap. And I, they're probably also like, oh, like a little girl moved in next door. Because I was like, ah, oh my God, ah, fuck. You know, and then um, anyways, you know, get it off. No cobwebs, whatever, right? So, I mean, this is actually a few weeks ago. So every time I take out the trash every week, now I have to like swat in front of me with like a stick or something to make sure there's no cobwebs in that area between the, the tree and the gate. Right, because it, it got me once. So every single time I've been like waving my hand at it, or or like one time I I went like around to like the other side or whatever, all this shit. And then I'm just like, t- t- I I did it yesterday, and I was like, fuck, is this is this just my life now? Like, is, is this <laughs> is this what I have to do forever? Is like pretend like there's cobwebs in front of me and and swing, and then um. I mean, I don't think that's irrational. Funny story, I do the same thing. I walked into my uh, my back garage once. Same exact thing. Spider had made a freaking web right in the doorway. Like I literally, I opened the door and I walked in straight into the spider web. And you know, obviously, I am not as scared of spiders as you are, but you know, you still get that feeling of spiders all over your body. So like, I swatted, I took my stuff off. I think I actually saw the spider, so I like kind of kicked it away. But every time I go in there now, I open the door, swing my arm once, and then I walk in. Yeah, I mean, and, and this is something that 
could potentially happen again, right? Because spiders do live outside. They live in garages, right? And it could be that the same goddamn spider is like, hey, let me go from point A to point B and put this damn thing up because this asshole keeps running into it, right? <laughs> now, the real solution is to burn the tree down, burn the garage down, burn it down, and start anew, right? Let's start a new civilization, no spiders. I'm I'm welcome for that. But, no, 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 I think spiders are very important, so I don't, I don't agree with that. All right. All right. I, I understand they are important, but they're important outside the house and not in my direct path of taking the trash in. Okay. If they leave me alone other, th- other than that, they can live. But when I was a kid, uh, the, the, where I know where it comes from because when I was a kid, I watched the movie Arachnophobia, Arachnophobia with my dad. And in the movie, like the uh, spiders like web up the family and kill the family in the barn or something, right? I was like three years old. Okay, I had a nightmare that I went out of the room I was sleeping in into the kitchen and my parents were webbed up like flies in the kitchen of our apartment and that spiders were eating them. Oh, wow. And, you know, speaking of shit that we're told as, as men, as adults, right? I, I mentioned this to my dad a while ago. I was like, yeah, like the reason I'm afraid of spiders because you let me r- watch arachnophobia with you when I was a kid. And he's like, ah, that's bullshit. Like it was your choice to watch it. I was like, I was three. Like I wanted to <laughs> fucking hang out with you. Like I wasn't like, oh, let me watch a scary movie. It was just on TV. And, uh, and he's like, ah, just suck it up. And I was like, you know, years ago, I was like, whatever. Now I'd be like, Dad, do you know how dangerous that phrase is? Right? Come on. Let's talk about it, okay? Um, but I mean, I agree with your dad. You got to suck it up. <laughs> the, the spiders? Or... <laughs> the spiders, yeah, totally. <laughs> oh, God. Not... Uh, with the vacuum. Oh. So uh, they don't bother you. I, I almost, like, retched uh, on, <laughs> on, um, on the podcast. Um, but checking every single time, it could happen. Right. But if you take that same situation, it, it's kind of a funny thing, right? I got, you know, we got to swat our hands. It's kind of funny, whatever. But when you start to take that in a, in a much larger sense and like you go to a Target and you have a panic attack and then you avoid Target forever and you only go to Walmart, even though sometimes Target has better deals, um, you start to like really zone off where you, where you feel OK. Right. And because you, you feel bad in the moment and you don't know really what's causing it, it's really because you're. It's like self-fulfilling prophecy. You're like, oh my God, tar- Target's going to make me sick. And then it does because you amp up your body and you feel that way. So when you're doing that about any situation, right? Oh my God, you know, I haven't seen my friends in a while and I'm going to see them and, and there's COVID and there's this and there's this and there's this and I'm just going to, I'm going to feel like shit, right? A lot of times you don't once you actually go to it and, and, and do that thing at the event. But most people live in the here and now. So if you feel shitty now and you feel anxious now, you're way less likely to go do something. Um, so, you know, with- uh, I, honestly, I think that fear of Target, Matt, uh, I think that's a tactic used by Walmart to make sure that they get more customers. Oh shit! I never thought about that. Right? Yeah, that's that's such a such a smart tactic. Wait, you wait, wait. So you're telling fear- me you're telling me when I was like 19 and had a panic attack in a Target that it was induced by Walmart? Yes. Now you hate Walmart too, and you can't go to Target. Wait, I can only so... shop at Amazon.com. <laughs> Fuck! I I knew it was some big conspiracy to get me to only purchase shit online, which is what I've been doing for years, anyways. <laughs> plot plot twist: Amazon was the one that funded the Walmart <laughs> ad. <laughs> Wait, Amazon funded Arachnophobia the movie, and specifically said to put it on during during a time period in which three year olds want to hang out with their dads on the couch. Uh, that's hilarious. This this web of lies web of lies runs deep. Oh, it sure does. <laughs> but no, that's 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 pretty funny. Um, yeah, I mean, there's uh, in addition to obviously the targets of the world and and the beds of the world. 
you know, I know plenty of people that are that get anxiety from number of other things. Uh, actually, didn't you used to have anxiety from cars, like from driving? Maybe it was someone else. Um, a little bit. Yeah, like I I didn't have I didn't I got my license when I was eighteen, but I didn't really get a car or drive a car until I was like fucking like twenty two. Yeah, I know. I taught you how to drive a car the second time around. Yeah, well, I, um, that's the funny story where I had to pick you up from somewhere and I had to drive your car in college and I was fucking freaking out in the parking lot because I thought I was going to hit something. And like, I passed by a bush and I was like, oh my God, I scratched his car. He's going to kill me. Like, I don't think I actually did scratch it. I think he would have killed me. But, um, <laughs> I-, I did kill you. You're in heaven now. Oh, shit. Wait, I'm a ghost. Yeah. We're talking about physical things and material no things. no no we're we're both you know in heaven and this is this is paradise for you doing a podcast with wait i'm in friend. paradise and i have anxiety what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> who wrote this fucking script <laughs> shit never leaves can i talk to the manager please <laughs> <laughs> that's funny but yeah i mean something like that right where uh some people are afraid of of cars of driving so they'll avoid they'll avoid being in cars or um a good one something like my and i mean i guess fear of guns is uh, i don't know i guess still not really rational unless someone's pointing a gun at you and like coming after you but like my my mother-in-law she you know she she grew up in iran um and when she was a kid she would hear guns fired like during the revolution like all this stuff uh like during wartime so she I don't know if it's anxiety, but she just doesn't like guns. I, I think, I mean, it's a fear, right? It's a fear of guns, whether it's anxiety or not. So she, like, she just hates guns in general. I mean, when I first got my gun, she, <laughs> I don't think she was very happy about it. But, um, you know, my father-in-law wanted to get a gun at one point, and I don't think she was very happy about that. But it, it's something similar to that, right? It's not... It, you know, the gun itself isn't really the problem. It's just she has these memories of when she was young of guns being fired and the fear she felt at the time. And now just like this physical thing, this gun is bringing back those um, those same the same fear and the same memories, uh, even though, you know, her life's obviously not in danger. You know, if there's just a gun somewhere, an unloaded gun in the house or something, Um but it's just like knowing that it's there is uh, is what's causing the fear. Are there any other ones you can think of, Matt? Or you know, either from your own uh, from your own past or from uh, others they've spoken to. I mean, I think the let, let me think. Um, I know, like the the driving is a big one. Um, I know that a lot of people won't drive the on the freeway, like driving. Oh, like driving, yeah. Yeah, like won't drive on the freeway. Um, I knew some people in my old job that wouldn't drive a car; they would just Uber to work every day. Um, and at first, somebody was like, "Dude, you're you're balling, dude! You're Ubering to work." And he's like, "No, I can't drive a car. Like, I just get terrible anxiety." Um, and I think, you know, no matter what it is, I think ultimately we should talk a little bit about some of the remedy for it. And I think probably the best way is like controlled um like immersion therapy where you start just being around something a little bit at a time so for me a, a, another big one actually is a uh, fear of dogs right when i was a kid dogs? i had dogs oh interesting yeah I, a lot of people have that too yeah like when i was a kid i got chased by a dog now it was my friend's dog 
but I was I was a kid and I didn't know any better. And uh, it wanted to play, but it was a big dog. So I was in their backyard and I climbed up a tree and was screaming for my mom. I remember I remember the goddamn tree. I was like hanging oh, wow. from the tree because I thought the dog was going to kill me. Now, it might have been that we also just recently watched Sandlot or some shit in school. And I was like, this thing's going to kill me like the beast. <laughs> but I was I was scared for my life. I thought the dog was going to eat me. And, you know, my mom came and she got me and then I was I was okay after it. But for years, I didn't like dogs until I got a dog. And when I got a dog, because um, one of our neighbors was moving and they weren't going to keep their dogs. So we we're like, hey, we'll we'll take one of them, like adopt yeah. them. And I mean, she was super sweet. Like I'd been over and played with them a bunch. And like, I really love the dog, right? She was great. But it it took that like slowly getting used to the dog. Like, okay. I'm, I'm going to pet it real quick. Okay, okay, I, I pet it. Oh, no, it's it's going to bite me. Run away, right? Um, okay, I'm petting her a little bit longer. And in in the defense of people that are afraid of dogs, she she has bit me multiple times throughout the years before she uh, <laughs> eventually passed away. But it was one of those things where I was like, you don't bite me. I'm the one that fucking feeds you. <laughs> like, stop, stop fucking around. But, That's hilarious. Um, but, but when she would bite, it'd be because like she was like sleeping on the couch or something. And you'd right. go to pet her and she'd be half asleep. And she would feel threatened and then she would bite you. So like the same way that I was afraid of her irrationally, she was afraid of like the, me touching her when she was sleeping type of thing, right? So yeah. like different things were triggering different things at different points. But as soon as I had a dog and I got used to her and then we got another dog and then another dog and then eventually we had four fucking dogs um, and like four cats. It was a fucking zoo. But that's pretty <laughs> awesome know, though. It, what? That's pretty awesome. Yeah, it, it like just that you took, were able to sort of you know get past that fear and like have many animals. Yeah, and she was a small dog. Like the the second dog we got, which was actually my dog because this was technically my brother's dog. Um, he was like 120 pounds. He was oh, wow. fucking huge. And when he would bark, like the neighborhood would hear it. So I was like, this is the real test to see if I'm over my dog fear because this this big motherfucker is gonna be That's running hilarious. around the backyard constantly. But he he was the fucking sweetest dog in the world too. Um, yeah, I mean, fear of dogs is, I feel like it's pretty normal. Um, sometimes it's rational, sometimes it isn't. Uh, I, I feel like that's a hard one because, like, my, my grandma, afraid of dogs. I mean, she she's okay, like, being around dogs, but, like, you know, if any of them show any kind of um, you know, fangs or, like, they bark, you know, they're dogs, they're, like, they play around, uh, she'll get very, very scared. Gotcha. Uh, and it's because when she was young... There was like a neighbor's dog that like bit her brother, I think, or her, maybe her, uh, and like made her bleed and stuff. So like she had like this actual like memory of a dog doing this to her and like she had experiences. So she was just like, you know, I'm cool. I don't want no dogs. Yeah, so I feel tough. like in that case, it's kind of rational. Yeah. Yeah. Because something did- actually happened to you. And I mean, yeah, you shouldn't blame all dogs because this one dog like you know, came and bit you, but, you know, at the same time, it's also, um, you know, it's, it's something that, like, you remember, and it, it may continue to cause you fear every single time. Yeah, but you can work through that by being like, okay, let me play with a friendly dog. Let me get closer to this dog, right? Not all dogs are bad. Not all people are bad type of things, right? Yeah. So it's like, if you know what the root cause is, like, if you know that you have this, like, embedded fear, uh, and you can figure out why it's there. That's really helpful. A lot of them do stem from our childhood development, right? right. A lot of the stories around dogs, like mine, I was chased as a kid. Like she was attacked by a dog. Um, 
you know, there's some event that happened that just every time something similar happens, you just have that fear response immediately. Yeah. So, Definitely. you know, if you're afraid of driving on the freeway, what you can do is get on the freeway and then get off on the next uh, off ramp or maybe go on a toll road where there's less people um, and get on and get off very quickly. Even though getting on and getting off is arguably the scariest part of the freeway because those are the parts <laughs> of which you have to get over and, and lane change and do everything else, right? But you can go at a time in which most people are not going to be on the freeway. Right. So, you know, maybe, I don't know, like 11 a.m. or 1 p.m. I, I, don't, I don't know. But whatever it may be, like you can game plan for it, right? And then if, you, um, if you're in the middle of that like immersion and you panic and you say, fuck, I, I can't go on the freeway today. Just don't go on. That's okay, right? You at least thinking about it, planning for it, getting in the car, putting your key in the ignition, doing those steps is really helpful for you to be able to desensitize what you're feeling and then ultimately overcome some of that. Because unfortunately, some people have like agoraphobia where they're afraid to leave their house, right? right? Where out, the outside world is so scary and so bad and all this stuff's going on. And to be fair to them, there are, there is a lot of shit going on in the world. Right. And and the news will catastrophize everything. Right. Like, oh, my God, there was a a, a shooting in L.A. And you're like, I'm not going to give you the actual statistic because it might scare you into staying at home. But you know what I mean? It's like this one shooting makes the news. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is super widespread. Uh, no, definitely. Uh, sorry. Just going off of what you just said about the news doing that. It's interesting because I was on a cruise or was it a cruise? I believe I was on a cruise once or I was on vacation once. I don't remember if it was a cruise. And we met this uh, we met this couple from from Florida. We were talking to them and, you know, they were talking about how there's all these wildfires in California and it's so scary to live out there. And, you know, we have these big earthquakes all the time and all this stuff. And we're like, yeah, I mean, there's wildfires like it happens sometimes. There's certain parts that are obviously more affected than others, but like not, you know, the city doesn't really have anything to burn. Like it's not like the cities and, you know, the. The, the east or you know the southwest or whatever that have you know a bunch of trees and stuff everywhere so like if something burns it might make it into the city i was like i mean earthquakes yeah they happen but not that often like at least big ones don't happen that often and usually not too bad and we were telling them the same thing we were like you know like how do you guys survive all these like hurricanes and all these you know things come to you they live in florida i think we're like, you know, every time we see the news, it's like, you know, everyone is told to hunker down and they need to, uh, you know, uh, they're out of water and they're out of gas and they can't make it out and like all this stuff. And they were like, yeah, they're like, most of the time, those hurricanes, like, you know, I mean, the trees shake a little bit, but it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's kind of like actually, a minor earthquake. <laughs> Yeah, no, seriously. Uh, or I was talking to someone uh, like two weeks ago, um, and I was I was telling them the same thing. I think they were from Florida too. I was in Florida, but they were from a different part of Florida, and we were talking about the same thing about how like you know what happens when they have hurricanes because uh, they live by the beach, and we're like you know don't you guys have to like go into your storm shelters or whatever your basements. They're like, oh, no, anytime there's a hurricane, uh, work is called off, so none of us have to work, so we have uh, hurricane parties. They're like, we all get together and get super drunk. I was like, 
oh, well, <laughs> that's cool. Like, I love to go to one of those, but that's definitely what not what the news makes it sound like. So the news definitely does, you know, obviously they want people to have a, a, a reaction to what they're reporting. Um, so they, they make things uh, significantly bigger than they are in most cases. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, you can look at any statistic and cherry pick it any way you want and say, like, you know, if you live, if you have a a, a, a side gate, you are 63% more likely to run into cobwebs. That's hilarious. <laughs> uh, you know, something of that effect, because when you're, when you're looking at some of the data about hurricanes and stuff, right, I know, th- I know there was a big one recently that was supposed to be like a category six or something. And the same thing, a lot of people are like, yeah, like power was out for a little bit, but I was okay. I mean, hopefully it wasn't much damage beyond that. I know it's right. a little more scary than that. I'm kind of downplaying it because I don't know enough about it, to be honest. But, um, you know, I mean, like for uh, at work, a lot of I, got, I have customers all over the U.S. And the ones that were affected by it, I, I called them and made sure like there was a big flood like in, in uh, Houston. And I was asking them about it to make sure they were safe. Uh, just, you know what I mean? Like you want to check in on people, make sure they're safe. But a lot of times they are because they've gone through it before. They know what it's like to experience that. And then they um, have measures to prevent it. Unless it's like a freak right. thing where like the like the the power grid went down in Texas or whatever recently, right? And like that hadn't happened before because it was the opposite problem. Instead of it being like high heat, it was too cold or something. Um, yeah. Like the flash freeze thing. Yeah, whatever, whatever that was. That was right? like beginning of this year, right? Or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, there are there are times and situations where, you, you know, it is good to have like an earthquake prepared kit if you're in California or right. to, to know your local alcohol dealer, not alcohol dealer, like, <laughs> your, you know, to stock your local alcohol, alcohol dealer for, for, for your, hey, it's a drug, man, for your hurricane party, you know, like, uh, it's just, it's just one of those things where, yeah, it's like, I, I don't know the, the way I describe it though, is like, you know, the first time you're driving a car, cause most people ha- have to drive, right? Yeah. Um, it is scary right oh you know hey hey there son you're behind a two-ton vehicle and if you go over the speed limit you can kill somebody my dmv instructor well not the instructor the lady i tested with literally told me i would kill someone why because i like right out of the gate i made a right turn and there was a guy on a bike ready to cross the street right yeah but it wasn't his turn to go so I, I like I like stayed there and I looked at the guy and he was waiting and then I was like, okay, there's no cars. I'm going to go, right? Because it was like somebody else yeah. making a left on the opposite way or something. Like it, it, it wasn't, I don't know. But, you know, she was just like, if if he would have taken one step into the crosswalk and put his wheel down, I would have instantly failed you because you would have you would have murdered you would have murdered him. And I was like, dude, what the fuck? And I was like, so in my head, I was like, all right, I, I didn't pass, right? And she's like, you right. passed. She, she tore me apart for like 15 minutes. It turns out she just doesn't like my driver instructor. Um doesn't like your driver instructor yeah so like he trains in that area and she does not like him at all they do not get along so anytime it's one of his students she saw me enter the building with him she purposely tries to fail them so that is actually that's kind of messed up though it is like apparently he told me a story where one time she told somebody you know you have to like park on a curb 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 Uh, apparently she made them park on a curb like a curved curb yeah and, like, instead of parking into it straight, like, parallel parking straight, it was, like, how the fuck do I, like, purposely do this? She's, like, your wheel's too far away from the curb. You know, it's not more than 18 inches. Because it's it's a curved whatever. Right. So she failed them. Or I guess she, like, failed somebody for not turning on their um, their headlights because it was a little misty outside. And she's, like, that that's considered fog. So 
That's so dumb. After he told me this, I felt way better. But that's something else as well is that like, you know, when it comes to that fear, it's like, is it pervasive? Is it permanent? Right? Is it even personal? So is it something that, that you did in that moment? Like if a dog ran up to you, not really, right? It's not like you antagonize the dog and you deserve to get bit, bitten. Uh, I mean, maybe you did. Could be, right? And maybe the dog's afraid of sticks. So then it's this whole cycle of people doing shit that they shouldn't <laughs> be doing and, and getting uh, consequences for their actions. But then it's like, is is that permanent? And right. then is it is it widespread? And um, the the more that you can mentally prepare against some of that the easier it is to be like yeah i'm gonna go try that thing a little bit right because there's all there's there's things that all of us get anxious about right there's people that don't like flying there's people that don't like um being in a car there's people that don't like hiking there's people that are afraid of i don't know like woodland creatures yeah of course i mean there are and it's fair it happens but yeah, I think I think the message of this episode, right, is really, you know, you gotta if it is something material that's causing you this fear, you gotta figure out what it is. One, what what the actual thing is that's causing you the fear, um, so that you can find a solution to it. Because continuing to blame something material isn't going to help you. It's not going to get you anywhere, and it's going to actually make you miss out on plenty of stuff right it's gonna make you miss out on going to target on going to weddings or whatever um on uh i don't know what else, driving or going somewhere or all kinds of different things so it could make you, know, you that, miss out on the, real message. like the love and affection of a, of a pet or even if you've, yeah, exactly. if you've been hurt in a relationship and you're just afraid of, of getting close to people, the love and affection of a person, right? Yeah, and no, then, definitely. And then, and then the, the quote would be, uh, is it better to have loved and lost or to have not loved at all? So we're back to quotes. Great quote, Matt. I think with that quote, we'll bring an end to this episode. Thank you all for listening. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll talk to you guys again on Thursday. <laughs>